Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Acts with the record of the tragic end of Judas Iscariot and the process the remaining 11 disciples used for his replacement. Luke recorded all of this in Acts chapter 1, verses 12 through 26. Follow along with Pastor Jim as he delivers the result of his study in today's portion of this week's message entitled, Providential Manhunt. So verse 13, when they had entered the city, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. Now notice, that's a very specific place. It's like, it's like everybody knew that. The upper room where they were staying. It just might be the same upper room where Jesus had that Passover meal with the disciples. It's the upper room. And it was not a tiny place because you can see who all was there. But here's the primary personnel. They went to the upper room where they were staying. That is... Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the zealot and Judas the son of James. Now this is the fourth of four lists of the 12 original apostles in the New Testament. Now this one obviously doesn't include Judas Iscariot. And you know why, because you see that in the rest of the, passage, rest of the passage. By the way, the other lists are in Matthew 10, Mark 3, and Luke 6. Now, it's an interesting thing to compare the four lists, put them in four columns side by side, and you'll realize, well, they aren't always the same. Well, that's because they're, uh, the, the name can be written in one language or another. Um, they are not always in exactly the same order, but they are in the same groups. There was the inner circle of Peter, James, and John. And then there, there are other, the groups are always the, in the same order, but not the individuals. Now, the ones that might confuse you, Bartholomew is the same as Nathaniel, two different uh, versions of the name for the same guy. Matthew is also Levi. There are two Jameses. There's James, the brother of John, the son of Zebedee, one of the two sons of thunder. And then there's James, the son of Alphaeus. Uh, you can find in one list, James, the Canaanite, and the other one, or, or, I'm sorry, Simon, the Canaanite, and then Simon, the zealot, same guy. He was from, uh, he, he was a Canaanite, origin, a fa family origin anyway, but he was probably a member of the zealot party before he came to Christ, the ones that were more radical in their desire to put a king on the throne in Israel. Uh, James, the son of Alphaeus, is also called James the Less. He was five foot five. Uh, he was just exactly the right side, but obviously the other James was oversized. I could say his nickname was Scott, but I won't. Then there's another Judas that isn't Judas Iscariot, Judas the brother of James the Less, and he's also called <coughs> Thaddeus. Thaddeus. So take out a piece of paper, 
Close your Bibles. We'll have the quiz now. See if you know. Um, but they are the same ones. And we get to verse 14. These, these 12, 11, these all with one mind were continually devoting themselves to prayer. Now there's more personnel. Along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. As I said, now they're showing signs of understanding and praying. It's a, it's a big contrast to the last time we met this group, Jesus is chastising them. You couldn't stay a week while I go away and pray for a few minutes. And now they're having, instigating this prayer meeting. It's most likely that they were praying for the coming of the Holy Spirit, which they now understood was going to be very soon. And Jesus had repeatedly promised that. And now that He was no longer around, that likely would be their focus. When is that power going to come? When we will be His witnesses. And notice that their prayers were continual and they were with one mind. Now you're going to see in another verse or two, there were actually 120 people there. But among people we've already met coming through the Gospels, and remember Acts is the sequel to the Gospel of Luke, this group was not exclusive to the 11 apostles. There were some other people you've heard of. It included the women. That was kind of a a designation for a little group of women who had followed Jesus through His ministry and all the way to the cross and had been uh, the first ones to the tomb. That probably included the women, I should say, probably included at least Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Susanna. Those are the names that we know. And likely several others who had accompanied Jesus during His ministry. And Uh, played a very significant role. Notice that Luke also points attention to Jesus' mother, Mary, and his brothers. Now, of the gospel writers, God used Luke to give the most detail about Mary. It's only recorded in Luke that that visit to her about the virgin birth and about her cousin Elizabeth and uh, her uh, about to give birth to uh, John the Baptist. So this is a, a Luke wrapping up, if you will, that story. And he shows here that, that Mary continued with the apostles and the other believers even to and through and beyond Jesus' ascension. We talked about how, how a sword would pierce her heart. Can you imagine watching your son crucified and knowing he is sinless? And his brothers here are mentioned again. Uh, They are listed in Matthew 13 and in Mark 6. um, And there it also mentions his sisters, plural. It names four of the brothers. And then it says sisters, plural. So there had to be at least four other boys and two girls in this family. So Jesus had at least six half-siblings, natural children born to Joseph and Mary the normal way. They did not believe in Jesus during His ministry. We know His brothers became believers after His resurrection, but we know nothing about the sisters, not even their names, and we don't know if they were included here. I sure would like to think that they followed their brothers to the faith. And as I said, you're going to see there's not just the eleven and the women and Mary and His brothers, 120 people were there. How do we know that? Well, let's move from the personnel to the problem. Chapter, 15, uh, chapter 1, verse 15. At this time, Peter stood up in the midst of the brethren, parenthesis, 
a gathering of about 120 persons was there together and said. So Peter is the spokesman. He, he led this meeting of this 120 people. This is the beginning of Peter's apostolic ministry. And for the first 12 chapters of Acts, he is going to be the, the, the main guy. He's going to be the, the de facto leader in the church at Jerusalem. His ministry continued well after that, all the way through wherever he, else he traveled to. I take it that when he says he wrote from Babylon, he was probably in Babylon. I don't call me crazy, but I think the Holy Spirit knows which word to, to, to choose. I don't think it was a code word. I think he traveled extensively. And we know that um, uh, the, last, the last thing we know of for sure that he did was write First and Second Peter. And uh, history or uh, tradition tells us he was martyred not long after that. Peter was... Uh, there, as the gospel spread in Jerusalem, oh, we're going to see that starting in the next couple of Sundays. It's glorious. And then to Judea, and then to Samaria. Peter was still the main guy in Jerusalem when that happened. And then Peter was the first apostle to deal with a group of Gentiles. That's Acts chapter 10. Then the book of Acts shows the, the connection uh, through Peter to the ministry of Paul and <clears throat> the rest of the book. Chronicles the ministry primarily to Gentiles, primarily through Paul, but always to the Jew first and also to the Gentiles. So, what did Peter say? Verse 16, brethren, the Scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit foretold by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was counted among us and received his share in this ministry. Now, here's one of the themes that's going to echo through the Gospel of Luke and into the book of Acts. The Scripture had to be fulfilled. The plan of God unfolds seamlessly, relentlessly from beginning to end. And the connection with the Old Testament is crucial and it's unmistakable. Notice how he says, the Scripture had to be fulfilled. Well, the Scripture is the written Word. Well, the written Word was from the Holy Spirit through the mouth of David. That's, that's the connection. God uses people guided by His Spirit to write His Word, and we recognize it as the Scriptures. Men of His choice penned the written Scriptures guided by the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, it would be Peter who would eventually write this, 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21. Know this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture, the written Word of God, is a matter of one's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men, moved by the Holy Spirit, spoke from God. Men, guided by the Spirit, produced the Word of God under the guidance of the Spirit. So look again. Brethren, the Scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit foretold by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus, for he was counted among us and received his share in this ministry. It's interesting how Peter describes Judas's heinous deed as, he became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. You know all about that. We don't need to go there. But it's important to see, and this is a main point here, 
This was all in the plan of God. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.